and welcome to the August 2022 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. And uh, if you can hear in the background, uh, it sounds like we're recording this on a train. But we're not actually on a real train. We're on uh, a mock-up of a 1940s train carriage because we are recording this today uh, at Time Trap Escape Rooms. And I'm joined this month by Andrew, uh, one of the creative geniuses behind Time Trap. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> I don't want to take too much credit, though. It's mainly my partner. I'm more the business side. But I, I like the, the ego. I, I like that. <laughs> because escape rooms recently been added to the What's On site because they very much fit the whole arts culture side of things, I think. Because you're kind of you're immersing yourself in your own adventure. It's it's a little bit of drama. It's a little bit of history, especially here at Time Trap, which we'll find out about. And there's a fair amount of, uh, of fun and games as well to it. So it's uh, it's a great immersive addition to the site. And uh, Reading is a great place for escape rooms. But we'll we'll probably come back to that in a little bit because I don't want to keep our guests sitting here while I'm rambling on. So Andrew. Tell our listeners a little bit about who Time Trap is. Yeah, so uh, Time Trap, we, we created Time Trap back in 2016 now, so six years ago. So that was, first of all, it was the first, along with Escape Reading, the first escape room in the town. And we wanted to do things a bit differently, so we chose to theme our venue as a time travelling facility. So every mission here you're going back in time so we are like you said now back in 1942 we're at Blatchley Park uh, where you need to uncover an undercover spy and that is your mission in this one we've also got a great Fire of London room and also a game that takes you back to 1871 the year that Reading Football Club was invented but we don't go back to that story we go back to Lewis Carroll and you go inside his brain in an alternate past he's forgotten to write uh, Alice through the looking glass so you basically need to put things right back in time and help help him write it basically Obviously, into Lewis Carroll's brain to help him write a book because that's that's exactly what you you want. Uh, <laughs> Everyday Tuesday, <laughs> absolutely. What made you sort of get started with all this? It was actually straight out of university that me and my partner decided to just try something a bit different. We didn't want a normal sort of office job, so we thought, well, we don't have you know like mortgage or kids or you know any of the commitments that we might do in a few years' time. That's try this if it works great if it doesn't then we will just get normal boring jobs but, um, <laughs> it worked out so so here we are so yeah it was it was katie was the sort of creative mind behind it i wanted to work for a, a sort of smaller business and it turned out in the end that it was our own business that that, that was the case for but yeah it was sort of wanting to try something new and seeing the gap in the market reading didn't have any escape rooms they were starting to get bigger and bigger and we decided it was to be something we enjoyed and and it, so far has been minus a, a couple of turbulent years but um, yeah it's been the same for everyone hasn't it <laughs> yes yes we all we all had those those turbulent years <laughs> it's such a bold thing to just decide you're going to want to do but clearly it's paid off because you're still going strong six years later and it doesn't feel like it's only been six years since since Reading got its first escape rooms I mean it feels like they've been part of our kind of landscape for a lot longer which um, I think goes to show just just how well placed you are, and I said I said earlier that that we're, we're quite the hub for escape rooms in in this town, aren't we? Yeah, no, it's got it's got itself a bit of a, a national reputation now. So there are sort of certain cities and towns in the UK that are sort of recognised as having a good you know bunch of escape rooms all in one city or town, and Reading is definitely one of those. So you've got, you've got ourselves uh, Time Trap, you've got Escape Reading, Deadlock, Knockout. So they're all 
they're really good independent venues that create all their games. They, you know, they put a lot into them. There's a lot of love, and I think that is something that comes across a lot with independent escape rooms compared to you know bigger chains. And yeah, Rally's just got a lot of those really good people in it, and that's what makes you know escape rooms great is you know the people and the minds behind the the creator the, the creation. We're a passionate town. We're a creative town, and it really doesn't surprise me that we're getting so high up in the sort of the uh, not national rankings per se. Because I dare say there isn't a league table, but you know to yes. get that that national reputation is entirely fitting with with what I love about the, the creative people in yeah. this town. So, how would someone go about coming to play one of your games? So, mostly it's pre-booked, so you can book online at timetrapescaperooms.com, so you can find out more about each game that I've just explained briefly there so all the information is on, on the website but you know you can also give us a call as well so yeah either online and by calling and also our, our socials are at Time Trap Escape on you know Facebook Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok because everyone's on TikTok these days everyone's on TikTok <laughs> we're not on TikTok yet I don't know what I would do if what's on Reading tried no. to get onto TikTok yeah, in I'll, I'll leave that to someone else yes but Time Trap <laughs> Escape Rooms also all their games are on what's on Reading as well and so you can find the information through our website too as are Escape Reading and, and indeed there's the, the new VR escape room place out in Thatcham yes uh, yeah. Meat Space which which sounds all, all kinds of interesting and it's just again it's part of that kind of immersive experience thing that people seem to, to be really enjoying at the moment yeah you've been doing different games obviously the Lewis Carroll one is a sequel to, to one of your original games now mm-hmm. How much pressure do you feel to keep reinventing it? Is it a kind of, or indeed, how how difficult is it to come up with something new to keep things fresh? Yeah, I mean that. I think that is the the most fun part of of the whole creative process is coming up with the ideas and coming up with the storyline and the puzzles. Like I said, I'm not so much that side. That is more my partner, but no, that's her favourite bit of the job is coming up with all the ideas. So that's not the pressure at all, really. It's, it's more the build of the games. Like, you're in a, a 1930s train carriage right now, so it's like building those set pieces and, and the, the whole, you know, the electronics and the tech behind all the puzzles. That's the bit that, you know, that's when we sort of really feel it because quite often we'll set ourselves a deadline to open, you know, by October and set ourselves, like, a, a two-month... Um, time to build the game in and that's when that's when it gets a bit more stressful but yeah the actual coming up with the ideas that is, that is the best bit of the job really I'm sure it is and also you know kind of obviously this is this is just on audio so you can't see it but I mean we are in legitimately a 1940s train carriage it's all reclaimed vintage stuff yeah no absolutely yeah I mean we sourced it from a lot of different heritage railways so including from Bristol from Cambridgeshire and yeah we, we put quite a lot of money into this particular sort of set piece just because we knew people would love it and it would be sort of a wow moment when they walked in and to be honest originally this was part of the game and they would come in and explore the space but then it turned out that the game we'd actually already created was far too long already so we had to make this just the briefing area so um, I think a lot of people are surprised that you know we just sit them down here brief them tell them about their mission and then take them elsewhere because it is a it's a beautiful space to be in. Yes, it's a it's a, a lot of a lot of budget on on a briefing room, <laughs> exactly. but um, you really do feel the sense of, of atmosphere. It really gets you uh, gets you in the mood, I suppose, for want mm-hmm. of a better phrase. Yeah. It's, yeah, I've been on vintage railways, and this 
feels just like it. Mm -hmm. So that is the ultimate compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we made sure that we had to get the, the fabric that we're sitting on reupholstered and we made sure that we were being authentic and got the exact same fabric. It took a while to source it, but uh, again, we wanted to make sure we were being authentic and not you know cutting any corners on, on this kind of stuff because I think that's quite important to us is that we're trying to tell stories, but we also want to be authentic and true to the time period because you know you don't want the plug socket hanging out in you know the 1600s when you're in the Great Fire of London so like all the plug sockets in the room that power the tech are all hidden away and behind secret doors so we make sure everything we do is perfect basically we yes. try and make sure it's as perfect as it can be and, and even we use like lime powder on the walls downstairs in the 1600s to as they would have done back in the 1600s and I, I wouldn't go that far again but no it's yeah we do put a lot into the sets and to make sure that people really feel immersed in the time period they're going back to so if that hasn't sold it to you I don't know what will but um, this is uh, immersive historical escape room fun I'm going to say at its best <laughs> so um, one of the other things we'd like to talk about on the podcast is uh, one of the other things we'd like to talk about on the podcast is what else you've spotted that's coming up in the next few weeks that uh, has caught your eye? Yeah. So, uh, what are your highlights for uh, sort of August, September? Yeah. So, I think with the cost of living <laughs> going on, I've, I've tried to pick things that are a bit cheaper, I guess, than, than usual. So, one of our experience makers, one of the guys that runs our game here, is actually on the comedy scene in Reading. Uh, EMCs at a bar 77. Um, so that's going on the 5th of, of September. There's a professional new material night. So tickets are 250 in advance if you want to buy tickets for you know really good comedy in Reading at bar 77. So I think that's uh, makes rates comedy brawl. Exactly. That's yes. the one. So yeah, that's going on on the 5th of September. So I've also seen prior to that the Grumpy Goat are opening their new bar. That's a new addition to the town, which is quite exciting. They're you know obviously an institution institution now. So yeah, that's going on. And then. As well as like there's Reading Pride coming up. I think it's the first sort of weekend of September. It's yes, it's the third of September, and they just announced all the acts for. I say just announced. Depends when you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but at the time of recording, they just announced the acts for the, right. the the main stage. So we got uh, Nadine Coyle, formerly of <laughs> Girls Aloud, is headlining. Lolly is back after after performing last year, um, and lots and lots of other acts. And it's a new parade route this year as well which yeah. again has literally just been announced literally put that on before I left the office to come and record this yes Reading Pride is, is, is very exciting this year lots of changes lots of uh, I think you know after the last couple of years it's it's the chance to have a proper big yeah. party with it I know that we there was you know a Love Unites festival last year but I think this is going to be a bit bigger and a bit more a bit more comfortable for everyone to feel like exactly. they can really yeah. enjoy it mm -hmm. yeah I think if I can plug something that we're doing as part of the Reading Fringe Festival, I know it's a bit, it's a month on from sort of it's a, in a few months time, but um, as part of the Reading Fringe Festival, we'll be putting on a puzzle trail, so that'll be something that we'll be doing in a few months time. So, and the Reading Fringe Festival is always good fun as well, but I know that's not quite so soon. But <laughs> I'll not give quite it a plug so anyway. Soon, but you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Other highlights for me then over the next few weeks, we've talked about. Reading Pride itself and this weekend well again depending when you're listening to this weekend of the 20th and the 21st of August there is a Pride themed art exhibition at the Rising Sun Art Centre all created by LGBTQI plus artists so that could be really really interesting we've also on the subject of festivals we have on the 10th of September is the Cavisham Rock and Ale Festival which is always good fun 
three great cover bands playing songs you know and love that you can dance along to, all raising money for motor neuron disease. And it never quite gets the same oomph that the other festivals in Reading get. So it's worth a plug for that alone because it, it, it's a, an, a welcome addition to our festival calendar. And of course, for everything else coming up between now and whenever we next record our podcast next month, you can find that on whatsonreading.com. So all that remains is to say thank you to Andrew for welcoming us into the past. Those people out there who see playing one of your escape rooms in their future, what kind of a person would this most appeal to? What are the sort of the qualities that someone should have, even if they, they might think, oh, I don't know if that's for me? The great thing about escape rooms is that they do appeal to everyone. So we get friends, family, you know, we get birthdays, stag do's, hand do's, corporate teams coming along, but there's a lot of sort of crossover with, with video games. If, you, if you're a big gamer, then I think you'd love escape rooms. And in terms of the qualities that are good in escape rooms, communication is, is so important. Where you need to communicate with your teams, tell them you know if you found something, if you're looking for something, and teamwork as well. I guess is part of that. But yeah, teamwork, communication, and just you know general problem solving is the sort of the, the good skills you need in an escape room. But like I said, they, they're for everybody. They're just good fun, no matter who you are. Uh, we've had people in their 70s come for a, a big reunion. We've had kids' birthdays parties. So yeah, literally anyone can enjoy an escape room. And I guess also with, with yours, history buffs will have a, a much more fun time mm-hmm. looking at all the details and that side of things as yes. well. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've, we've had, I think we had a medieval historian coming along once and she said that it was really authentic, which I guess that meant quite a lot, <laughs> knowing that an, an actual historian was like, this is really cool. So no, yeah, history buffs, again, they will definitely enjoy it, um, especially for like 1940s Great Fire of London or Go Inside a Brain. Um, Thumbs up from a genuine historian, I think, is the perfect place to end this on. So thank you, Andrew. Those of you who are interested, don't forget you can find all the details on the What's On Reading website or indeed on the Time Trap website. And we'll be back next month with another podcast. So don't forget to subscribe.